accreditation guarantee that uh, the activities are done well. That's why uh, we are concerned because there are many standards. There are many different ratings, but there is uh, no methods on this. The, so this leave the rooms for greenwashing. There is a, a lot of greenwashing. Accreditation, it's a way of life. One of the actions that organizations are taking is to focus on issues of pressing importance. What the customers really want out of their accredited certification. I believe we have an impact on everyday's life. It's important to be inclusive. It is important really to, to, to be open. And that will be one additional way to ensure that the voice of industry and user is heard and recognized. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the IAF and ILAC podcast, Accreditation Matters, where we discuss with international experts matters of the importance to the quality infrastructure community and the way accreditation can support regulators, global trade and consumers. My name is Rebecca Sheehan and I am your host today. I am joined here by IAF Chair Emanuele Riva and the chairperson for the accreditation, the African Accreditation Cooperation, sorry, or AFRAC, Ron Josias. Welcome both. Um, today we are delving into the environment, social and governance framework and the way accreditation uh, supports this um, initiative. But before we get into that, I might hand it over to you both to give a brief introduction into your roles and your experience in this field. We might start with you, Emanuele. Hello, everybody. I'm Emanuele Riva. I'm the chair of IF. IF is the international network for accreditation that includes accreditation bodies, stakeholders, and other partners. And I'm also the Vice General Director of Accredited, it is the Italian National Accreditation Body. It's years that uh, we are working in this field, in different schemes. Personally, also in Italy, we are working with the Italian Accreditation Body to, to develop standards on this regard. Emron, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself as well. Um, good day, everyone. My name is Ron Josias. I'm the chairperson of the African Accreditation Corporation, AFRAC. AFRAC is an association of accreditation bodies on the African continent. Um, my experience in accreditation spans over 25 years, where I worked for the South African National Accreditation Systems, um, initiating quite a few of the programs that we currently have international recognition for. And I have been the chief executive officer of SANAS. Um, for about um, 11 years until about two years ago when my last term expired. Um, I served on the ILAC executive also for about more than 10 years as well. Um, and so, yes, my experience in that, in that component of accreditation, conformity, and quality infrastructure issues um, 
it's um, been um, been well and good uh, over the past few years. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, so we'll just dive straight in. Um, Emanuele, for those not in the know, can you tell us a little bit about what is environment, social and governance and why it's so important? Yes, these three words, environment, social and governance, are the three pillars of sustainability. That's why it's so important. And these ESG criteria are important because they make possible to measure the environmental, social and governance performance of a company on the basis of the standardized, standardized approach and shared parameters. So it's a way to measure companies. Otherwise, everybody can declare to be sustainable, but without a real and actual basis. So it's, 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 a, it's a tool that is used to to evaluate the performance of the company and to measure, measure the, the, the performance. This started mainly with the Agenda 20, 2030 of, uh, of ONU. This, uh, this is, was in 2015. This is the main step. That's why we are now talking so much. There, are also, there have been also other events that are important always in 2015 for the agreement of Paris on the mitigation of, of the increase of the temperature. And also in Europe, we have the fifth for, for 55. This is a, a target in Europe also to, to reduce the, the temperature. So there are three important events that are co connected to this uh, environmental, social governments uh, indicators. Excellent. I think you've answered my next question, which was, why are we seeing this shift? Obviously, there's um, a bit of a push from regulators and the policymakers. Is that correct? Yes, it's correct, but also by the society and by the market. So it's not just only the regulators. The regulators move when the, the, the people move. So. In this case, yeah. the regulators have been able to understand which are the main topics. And so uh, one after the other, now they are uh, developing new, new regulations that have tackled this, this problem. Excellent. And Ron, how does accreditation fit into all of this? How do we become accredited to ESG? Is there a management system for this, or where does it actually fit under the IAF MLA or ILAC MRA scope? Yeah. So, um, Rebecca, thank you very much for, for, for that question. Um, let, let me touch on also, uh, just expand what Emanuela was saying and just uh, give a, a, a concise um, an, um, definition or the way that we would see um, the ESG issues. Principally, it comes down to acting responsibly in a sustainable manner. So mm -hmm. it's a responsibility for organizations in terms of how they manage the environment. So in environmental issues, all these the standards that we currently have that deals with environmental protection issues becomes quite important in there. 
accreditation got a big role to play in that. The same goes for our social and welfare, uh, uh, social welfare issues of how do we treat people um, and how do we make sure that the decisions that we make and the actions that companies take and the impact that that have on the people is not uh, detrimental to the people and to the environment as such. And therefore, accreditation has an important role to play in the health and the safety of people uh, as well. For instance, um, if we look at, for instance, refineries, um, um, that um, produce oil, um, um, the gas that we use in our motor vehicles, etc. Um, it exposes people to a lot of danger. Um, if you have something goes wrong, for instance, the accreditation inspection, for instance, got an important role to play to ensure that those um, equipment um, and that the refineries um, uh, get operated or operates uh, um, safely. The same goes for us in terms of the decisions we make in governance. Uh, um, uh, the boards and how they look at the environment and how do we protect protect the environment. So in all these spheres of ESG, accreditation has got a huge role to play in all assets and all aspects of, 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 of ESG. Excellent. Thank you. Um, okay, so moving on, I suppose we should break down the elements of ESG and explain a little bit more how accreditation can help support each of the themes. So we'll start with environment, which is fitting because our World Accreditation Day theme this year was sustainability in the environment and the economy. Emanuele, do you want to start by letting us know um, how uh, accredited certifications help support that environmental aspect? Yes. Uh, it's important to understand that there are plenty of standards and schemes uh, that are connected to sustainability and on these themes. Of course, uh, the, most of them are related to environment, but there are also other areas that are important. For environment, uh, the most famous is the ISO 14001 that is uh, now is uh, well well uh, well established well used all over the world it's important also to remember the energy management system and in this period where energy is so much costly so it's important to reduce the use of energy so these two are, i think the the most important example as a management system uh, however, I'd like to connect this also to the ESTG rating. Uh, in, in this period, uh, the, there are a lot of discussion regarding the sustainable finance. And uh, in this regard, uh, uh, there are indicators, there are different, uh, uh, different ideas, different standards that are trying to make connection the performance of the companies with the SDG ratings. So this is, I think, the area that we have to, to cover. So there are standards for environment, many, many standards for environment issued by ISO and also by other private scheme owners. But the difficulty is to connect the performance of the company declared by a standard to the ratings that uh, have the company. So this is... Uh, something that is missing now that is has to be well to work out 
Okay, so how do you um, how do you see accreditation playing out in that area? How are we going to connect the two? Accreditation is working for the with the institution now that are uh, important in this field. For example, at European level, it's AFRAG or international level is IFRS. There are the International Institute for the Ratings. Also in Europe, there is a directive that is focused on, the, on this topic. It's called the CSRD Directive. So there are many works that are under process in this moment. So the accreditation uh, helps the connection between the standards, the regulators, and the, the conformity, assessment, conformity assessment body. Accreditation guarantee that uh, the activities are done well. That's why I, we are concerned because there are many standards. There are many different ratings, but there is uh, no methods on this. The, so this leave the rooms for greenwashing. There is a, a lot of greenwashing. There is a, there is a, a recent research uh, that demonstrate that uh, the 70% of the companies declare to be sustainable but without without any uh, real uh, proof of that so accreditation uh, is, is something that guarantee that uh, a declaration is correct so our goal is to guarantee the claims the claims and in, 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 in this area there are many many claims and uh, mm. th there is also it's important to mention maybe the standard 17029 that is a standard issued by iso for the verification and the validation of claims. And the, in all the world, I think there are two, three accreditation only. So all the claims that are out in the market today, they are not verified by a conformity assessment body under accreditation. That is significant mm -hmm. to understand that there is a lot of work to, do, to be done. Yeah. Um, Ron, uh, how are we going to... How, how are we going to cover this vast range of activities that aren't covered by an accredited certification or even testing or inspection and have, have no real, um, I don't want to say real, no real basis because they might think that they have a real basis to their claims, but, but how do we bring that uh, additional level of credibility and trust to these claims with accreditation? The question is a very important question uh, in the sense that, yes, we do have a lot of um, bodies claiming um, to, 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 be able, to be competent um, to do um, testing, inspection or certification, etc. Um, but we know that uh, the independent third-party verification of that um, competence through accreditation is probably the only means currently that can give surety to the market and to governments and to the people about um, the reliability of results that's being produced. So for us to, as ILAC and IAF and the accreditation community to bring that home um, it does require, as Emmanuel said, it does require us to step out a bit further, mm -hmm. having things such as what you're having now, creating the awareness of the importance of accreditation um, that give confidence to, to, to everybody. 
uh, in both in the areas of health and safety and in the environment as well. Um, let's take, for instance, what's going on in the world right now. Um, ESG is becoming so important now. It's been there all the time. It's becoming much more important now because now it is real. We see the drought in Europe. We see droughts in the Americas. We see droughts in Africa. Um, we see the impact that we had on the environment by acting unresponsibly towards the environment. So we cannot create water. We have not found the formula of how to make water. So the only thing that we can do is to preserve water. And how do we do that? Accreditation uh, had a, got a major role to play in preservation of water, making sure the recycling that can be done, so the contamination and things like that within a testing becomes quite important in that particular space. Um, as Emmanuel said, the environmental standards becomes quite important of how we manage how we manage this scarce resource for the next generation. And then when we talk about sustainability, we're talking about a time frame. We're talking about generational impact. So how do we make things better now that can last for the next generation? And so accreditation in, um, in all these spheres of inspection and certification or testing and all of that got an important role to play to give confidence at the end of the day that the scarce resources that we have, we manage them responsibly. responsibly. So accreditation seems to be one of the only tools that we have to support the sustainability as well as ensuring that um, we can leave something behind at the end of the day that is um, that is worthwhile and that can actually last for, for generations to come. Yeah, great. Um, Emmanuel, you might want to uh, touch on the, is, is it the sustainability working group that IAF, IAF have newly formed? Is that what it's called? Sorry? Yes, I have established a new working group. In a working group means a group of people that we meet regularly. So it's not a, a, a one-shot one, one activities. This one activity that will last for, I think, for some years. There are three main themes of this working group. One is to understand these schemes. There are I think more than 100 schemes on, on sustainability. Sustainability, uh, as we said, we go from uh, environment uh, to gender equality, to social, to poverty, and so on. There are many, many schemes. The ESADG goals uh, of ONU are 17. So there are many, many different uh, areas. So the, the first goal is to understand and to connect with these schemes. The other point is to uh, regarding the verification how can uh, accreditation bodies and conformity assessment bodies uh, support uh, the regulatory recognition and the voluntary market for this uh, ESG reporting as I said before so it's important to to connect these schemes to the, to the rating because today there is uh, there are plenty of different ratings that uh, uh, however they have no really basis uh, on this common base. The other themes, the third one is the carbon market. So investigate uh, the potential for accreditation bodies in voluntary carbon markets and how can we, we can support the, the demand of this uh, carbon credit financial reporting. So these are three things. It's a, I'm quite proud of this working group because we have been able to involve in a short time 
really important institutions that demonstrate that there is a really interest. So I mean, I talk uh, World Bank, uh, WWF, uh, ISO, ILAC, uh, uh, UNDP. So there are, and of course, uh, there are many others. So there are really important institutions that understood uh, the, the value of this, this network. And uh, the idea is to really connect uh, these institutions that maybe are working on this team, but uh, on their own. So to make connection between institutions to understand if we're able to do something together, giving us priorities and uh, trying to, to solve at least some of the issues because we are not able to, 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 save, to save the planet uh, by our own. However, yeah. at, at least we are start connecting, uh, understand uh, what we can do by ourselves. Yeah, so the, it sounds like it's a huge job, but it sounds like you've got a really good team there helping to try and um, and bring accreditation to the forefront, I guess, in this uh, ESG field, because I think it's really important. Um, we've been focusing on environment and sustainability a lot, but there are two other concepts in this ESG framework, and that's the social welfare and corporate governance. I'll leave this open for either to answer, but how, um, how does accreditation affect these two components? Let me give a couple of examples and that I'll leave to run other ideas. A couple of examples are for health and safety. The main, main, main theme is the health and safety, so the safety for the workers. Uh, so in this, there are uh, the most famous is ISO 45001. And, uh, and we have some, some studies that demonstrate that this is a value. I can speak from Italy because I'm, I live in Italy and I know much better what happens here. And uh, we had uh, uh, made the statistics with the local authority for the public insurance for, for the workers. And we have data that demonstrate that in, in company that where there is a certification, there is a, a huge reduction of the injured people on the job, but really important numbers. And there is a reduction in the number of, of the accident and also in the gravity of, of the accident. So demonstrate that if you have a system, if you have a mechanism implemented that is there to prevent uh, the, 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 the problems for the workers, it works. Of course, it is impossible to arrive to zero problem, but at least it works. So this is one example. So this is a great area. Another area is the social responsibility. Uh, I'd like to mention the standard that is about to be issued by BSI, past 24,000, that is specific on the uh, corporate responsibility. So there are two, two tools that are available. Uh, also, ISO, this document issued by BSI is free of charge. So it's easy for everybody to download, start reading, and try to, to, to understand if each company is, is a good level they are doing the, the right thing. So uh, it's easy to understand what is good, what is right to do. The problem is to start and to have the, the commitment to do it. So 
I think these are the two main two main standards now available for for these two areas. Ron, did you want to add to that at all? I think Emmanuel covered it quite nicely. Um, maybe this is the last component to that, which is dealing with, um, you know, the social component in ESG really deals with the relationships, relationships between the the companies and its employers, its suppliers, customers, but the community in the broader context of it. And, and sometimes you can't divorce the, the environmental issues, impact of the decisions we make up there and the, uh, and the impact that they have on the social and the lives of people. But, 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 but also um, everything that I said before, the issues of water and how we actually uh, deal with that, um, these um, temperatures that we now experience and things like that, how that impacts on the community because of decisions we, 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 we do make. So um, various standards are always placed to in, into, into that such as your 9,000 would also give guidance, even though it is a management system at that particular level, but it impacts on, on, on people, on education, and making sure that uh, people understand what they need to do. In the communities, very specifically, we're starting to talk about the issues of the health and the safety of people. Uh, that we need to deal with and, and how that is particularly managed. So if you go to the ISO 105189, for instance, those becomes important in terms of the health sector of how they service those communities uh, as such. So the accreditation have various facets and have various um, roles to play within each one of that. And for, there, for that, there are various standards and various programs within ILAC and in IAF as well um, to ensure that um, the, the, the accreditation uh, support that. Most of these issues, all of these issues um, that we're dealing with is a key responsibility of governments. Governments' responsibility for protection of health, safety and the environment, so the health and the safety of the people, etc. And therefore, within that particular context, it becomes even more and more important that the acceptance of accreditation and decisions of government uh, 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 is, is advanced or is recognized that it needs to play that particular role in assisting government to protect the environment. But similarly, like uh, the same responsibility or obligation lies within the private sector, that um, they need to be able to start to recognize the importance of accreditation in um, whatever they do and how they impact on the community and how they actually offer and become responsible citizens um, in the implementation of the ESG matters. Well, that sort of leads into my next question, which was going to be, how does this actually support the regulators at the end of the day? Do you want to give a little bit of a pitch maybe to the regulator um, as to why accreditation is so important in this area? I can give you maybe a couple of examples. It's quite recent. Now, I have... Uh, approve the new database for managing system certification. This for, for me will be an important tool for regulators because regulators, when they buy, they buy a, a massive uh, numbers of things and they really move the market. But uh, also big companies, they move the market, but they, are, they don't know when they make a, when they buy something, if they are buying something that is in good direction, if they are doing the right thing when they buy something. So this is very difficult to understand. So this database will allow everybody to 
to understand if the company is certified for schemes for environment, for social responsibility, for quality, or for which is the need. So, so it's important to have the data. If you don't have the data, it will be impossible to, to make uh, the right decision. So it's important that this tool will be uh, free of charge for the regulators. So it will be easy for them uh, to connect the database for the public tenders. So the, everybody talks about the green public procurement. So this is a way to make this real. Otherwise, uh, uh, the regulators will receive a plenty of certificates that could be fake or that could be maybe without a real value. So if we have an accreditation that guarantee that the certificate is valid and that the scheme is correct, that the scheme is not, uh, is there just only to make a declaration of a useless part of the problem, but they go to the point. So there is a materiality analysis on the scheme. So the accreditation is really uh, a way to have the guarantee that uh, that certificate has some value. So with the value of the certificate and uh, with the information that the, the certificate is valid and is correct, this will help the regulators when they make their choice, uh, when, they, they, when they have to perform the green public procurement. So this is a, an important tool for, for me that is also quite new. Other tools could be also some uh, uh, schemes, as I said before, that demonstrates that there is a, a reduction of the consumption of the energy. Of the, the there are many examples uh, uh, in, in different uh, economies where uh, making connection with certification schemes, you have uh, some reduction. Reduction that could be uh, injured people, or reduction of the impact of the environment, reduction in the uh, in the, say, in, the, in the gender in gender diversity. So it depends on which is the, the goal uh, of, uh, of, of the government. So the certification accreditation is tool that is on service to the regulators. They have to tell us which is the need, if the need is environmental or whatever. When they identify the, the need, it's easy to make reference to certification to uh, make a gentle nudge a gentle nudge for the company to move. It's easy to uh, to to price to give uh, an incentive to the companies to go in, the, in this direction instead of uh, making obligation. It's an easy way to move companies to a certain direction instead of just trying to say from this day is forbidden. If you say from this day, if you are certified for this, you have some advantages then it works, then it works. This is what I've mm. learned in this year. Oh, excellent. That sounds like we're moving in the right direction. Mm. Um, I think we're almost out of time. So is there any last words you would like to add before we wrap this episode up? My last word is that uh, we are just only starting, of course, uh, a journey. I think that uh, the IF working group on sustainability is a, a good achievement and also the database is a good, a good achievement. So there, is a, there are many different initiatives. There are also other initiatives that are not only connected to IF. For example, there is ISEA, ISEA, Alliance. So there are other initiatives. 
and it's good to be in connection with them. So we are not alone. This is also an important message. We are not just only working for us. We are also working with the others uh, at international level, other institutions at international level for the same direction. So this is important. What we understood that we cannot work alone. We have to work uh, also all, all the others. Others that maybe could be perceived as competitors, but in now is not anymore the, the moment to talk about competitors in this field. So we have to work also with other institutions to, to understand each other what is good to do. So this is, I think, is changing. Ron, any last words from you? Yeah, from, from my side, uh, at the two labels, government and in the private sector. Um, mm. I think there's normally a misperception that accreditation is there for trade matters only. And I think that's one of the key areas why the acceptance of accreditation within the regulatory space becomes sometimes challenging. Um, but I think, um, and secondly, there's also a misperception that accreditation is competition or want to compete with the government institutions such as inspectors, etc. And I think that is something that uh, uh, perceptions that needs to be broken down or break down because accreditation is a tool that needs to assess government in its key responsibilities within the ESG matters in the protection of the environment, the protection of the health and the safety of the people, which is their core functions and such. And accreditation can help to facilitate that and to help them make the key decisions. The other important things today is that the decisions government makes today is no longer only a health and safety issue. It becomes a trade issue. When we start to export food, um, apples or whatever that might be, there's health and safety issues attached to that. The same when we export meat, it's health and safety issues. Um, so you can't almost divorce the issue of social uh, and environment alone. It's, it's a combination of all of that. And so in all of that, accreditation plays a key role as a tool that can be used to assess government in both those areas. Same goes for the private sector as well. Private sector's aim is to make as much money as it can, um, but it needs to make that within the most responsible way it can. And therefore the ESG matters becomes quite important. Um, so accreditation, once again, we have the standards. We have the people and the competencies to perform that particular function to ensure that the tests, inspections, certification results, conformity assessment results can be relied on for them to make informed and right decisions on the way forward. Thank you. Oh, thank you both. Um, I think it's unfortunate that we don't have more time because I think we're really only scratching the surface here. Um, but thank you both for joining us today. I've learned a lot. Um, for the listeners, if you want to learn more about accreditation and its benefits, we have the two uh, case study websites. There is the business benefits website and the public sector assurance website. And we will put the details in the episode notes or you can head to iaf.new or ilac.org. Thank you again and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Michael.